0: You're tuning in to another episode of Wildlife Wonders Podcast. Sit back and relax, because today we're going to learn animal facts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wildlife Wonders Podcast. Woo! I'm your host, the one, the only, Siriana. Back at it again with another episode on another week. Y'all, I know it has been a while. Life has been lifing, okay? Um, Therefore, we're going to come out with two episodes this Friday. Yes, I said two, but a couple announcements before we get into it. Um, The plan or the schedule will continue as usual. Every other Friday, there will be a new episode. So one comes out this Friday, so then there will be a break. And then there will be another one the following Friday. So two weeks. Also... If you're not already, thank you to every single person that has followed the Wildlife Wonders podcast Instagram page. That's Wildlife Wonders with an S podcast, all one word Instagram page, because guess what, you guys? we're at 101 followers 101 of you guys are out there supporting and more have seen but 101 of you are following along because you want to stay updated on the newest information about animals I'm talking about about podcasts episodes and everything and I am so 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 thankful so shout out to y'all 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 doing y'all thing out there but if not if you're not already following and you're listening to this, go on Instagram at Wildlife Wonders Podcast, all one word, and follow right now because there is a giveaway going on on the page. Go to that post on the giveaway, you'll see the instructions. You need to like that post, you need to follow the page, of course, and comment under that post. What is your favorite podcast episode? It gives me some insight on what y'all like or what you have liked so far. And also it gives a way for everybody to interact with each other. The winner will receive a free ticket to whatever aquarium or zoo of their choice that's near them. Or it could be somewhere else you're planning to go. So a zoo or aquarium of their choice. And here's the best part. You will get a shout out on the podcast that can be heard worldwide. That could include your business, that it could include your name, that it could include your pimp son. I don't know. It could include anything, but you will get a shout out to all my viewers and all my listeners out there. So go into the giveaway. Guess what? It's free to enter. So why aren't you entering? So without further ado, that is my announcement today. Thank you everyone that have support and follow. And we're going to get right into it. So the last thing we talked about was, should have been a reptile. (laughs) It should have been a reptile. Um, But, well, no, no, no. Actually, no, I think the last episode we talked about was the camel spider. Sorry, you guys, a little slip up there. So this week, it is time to talk about birds. I always find the bird section interesting because it's kind of the section or the animals I know the least amount about. I've never been huge on birds other than like penguins flamingos sometimes ostriches but other than like the main birds i've never been big on like bird watching and knowing the everyday birds in the trees so i think that's kind of interesting for me because it gives me opportunity to expand my knowledge on animals i didn't really take the time to learn about before and it appeals to y'all because obviously a lot of people like birds who would have known so to all my bird watchers my avid bird watcher fans out there this is for you and for everybody that's somewhat interested in birds, this is also for you or people that are like me and didn't know a lot about birds before. This could be for you, too. So today we will be talking about the Northern Cardinal. Um, the Northern Cardinal is a American bird. I want to say American. It can be found in North America. Along with that, you can also find them in Central. They're Central and Eastern North America, but you can also find them in Mexico, Belize and Guatemala. They do not migrate. They do not migrate and they live year round in woodland edges, streamside thickets, wetlands, shrublands, gardens, vegetations near houses in urban areas. If you live on the East Coast and possibly the West Coast of the U.S., at one point in your life, you probably have seen a cardinal, the red bird that's flying around. Um, I have been told, I don't know how true this is, but I have been told that if you see a cardinal is good luck or that someone that has died in your life is kind of telling you they're there again you know we get all kind of wise tales out there from older generation but that's what i told what i was told about cardinals now they're pretty cool every every day i guess songbirds but they are herbivores specifically granivores they can eat seeds of grasses corns fruit like grapes and berries but sunflower seeds and insects Fun fact along with the food is that they can sometimes drink maple sap out of the sap sucker holes. Um, I don't know how common. I don't know if that's like a tree like honey is to us. I don't know if it's a treat to them. But that is also why you'll usually see cardinals are one of the animals that flock to bird feeders. It has all the things that are listed in the seeds that you put in bird feeders. This is what I didn't know about cardinals. (laughs) I was under the assumption that all cardinals are red, no matter if they're male, female, all cardinals are all red. You can't tell gender apart by the color. I was wrong. Let me tell you something. When we talk about the size and characteristics of cardinals, the adult male is the bright red one. He's the bright red one with a black face mask, if you have like the little raccoon mask, over the eyes. And it goes to their upper chest. Now the color's not as bright on the rest of their body, but they're still bright red. The females are not bright red, you guys. Like, I, I am so shocked. Like all my life I was like, oh, they're all red cardinals or just red. The females are actually more fawn colored. Um, they're more grayish brownish. And sometimes they have red or they have a more red on the wings, the crest, and some of the tail feathers, but they are not completely red. If you see a completely red bird that has a black mass, it is a male cardinal. Now, both of them have the crest at the top of their head and both of them have um, brightly colored beaks. So that doesn't matter the gender, they both have that. And they both have um, cone-shaped and very strong beaks. Most birds have extremely strong beaks because a lot of them don't have teeth. So they use their beaks to break open seeds and nuts and berries and stuff. Um, The young birds, both males and females, look closer to the female um until the fall and then they molt where they lose their feathers and then they grow adult feathers and then i guess if they're males then they turn bright red but like the female they are also not bright in color a lot of baby birds for various species actually don't look anything like the adults like have y'all ever seen a baby bird for an ostrich if not look it up it's the weirdest thing so cute but the weirdest thing they look nothing like the adults. So the tail, the legs, and the feet are dark pink and brown. The brown, the eye is brown. And during the winter, they both uh, males and females both fluff, which just happens in most species of birds. They both fluff up their feathers to keep them warm. Um, it's are down feathers. Their feathers are down, small and hair-like. And yeah, the legs and feet are really small, lack feathers, very susceptible um, to heat loss. So that's. That's pretty common among a lot of birds. Um, so, yeah, but that's, if you didn't, now you can go show off to your friends. When they say, oh, that's a cardinal, you'd be like, is it a male or female? Now you got something to show off at, like a smarty pants. Now, as far as their behavior, they are diurnal, which diurnal means they're active during the day, mostly in the morning and evening. In the winter, they can feed in huge flocks of 60 to 70 birds. And this is mainly on the ground in thickets, also in bushes and trees. And the winters they will also roost and flock together part of this is probably to keep warm you know and like adults how they're like oh for it's cuffing season for adults in the winter because you want to be cuddled up and you want to be um warm and inside with your boot i guess it's the same concept for birds like we need y'all as a group to stay warm so they're more likely to be in groups in the winter although they do not mi- migrate Um, if they see they're very territorial birds, extremely territorial, the males are, so they see their own reflection, they will fight it don't matter if it's not another bird it looks like another bird of them it's on site they will fight their reflection as often why you see cardinals fight glass they fight mirrors and stuff because they do not mess with other male birds that look like them very territorial birds this is my turf and that's it now they also use physical displays and vocalizations to communicate to each other and the, both the male and the female cardinals sing with long whistled phrases which I have some um, audio of the birds that I will let you listen to in just a second, but they also use chips, which is like a call or alarm, and then other visual displays, including tail flicks, lifting and lowering their crest. Um, They're very... What's the word? They're very vocal birds, because they are songbirds, but they're going to let you know what's up. It's like having... ASL where you can't they can make a they can make a noise but they don't have the fingers no that's not that's not a good comparison look anyway it doesn't matter we're gonna let you listen to the vocalization so you can hear what a cardinal sounds like so if you're outside you can say oh that's a cardinal So that ladies and gentlemen is a cardinal when you go outside that's what it sounds like um, although I know a lot of birds sound similar but hopefully you can detect it now as far as mating they are serially monog- uh, monogamous I was about to say monogamous monogamous which means they pair together for one breeding season rarely more than that so it's kind of like cuffing season I got you you got me through the winter whatever the case may be we're going to make these babies and then we go on about our way and we find new people later on So during this season, they do courtship displays, like a lot of birds, swaying from side to side, crest erect, um, singing softly. They might touch beaks, like kissing, like like little maybe peck you with my beak. And they also might share um, seeds to each other, which is really cute. It's like asking a person out on a date. It's kind of like you want the seed like we could we could be together. You want the seed? It's really adorable. Also, they breed from March to September. They usually have two broods per year, um, usually around March, and the other one usually happens around May to July. The nest is built by the female, um, but the males can help feed the females while they're nesting. The eggs are usually greenish or bluish, uh, spotted with brown. They don't usually have more than five eggs at once, but you know, uh, that's not a hard fast rule, it just depends. And they usually sit there for about 11 to 13 days under the female. Once they crack um, open, they are ready to leave the nest around 7 to 13 days old. So they're fed about a month before. After leaving the nest, I guess they come back. The mom drops some food. The dad also feeds the babies. And then they join their own flock and go on about their own business. And the cycle continues. Now, they do have predators. They are birds. Think about it like this. If you're searching for food and this bright red thing flies by you, that's the first thing you're going to notice over that blue or that gray looking bird that's blending in with the background over there. They're very noticeable as males. So that's one of the downfalls of them, I guess, when they're. It's hard not to see them because they're so bright. Even with the females, they do have red on them. They're just not completely red. So they're often spotted by predators. Now, the main predators are hawks, squirrels, owls, snakes, blue jays, and dogs and cats. As we know, dogs and cats get outside and kill a lot of birds. As far as squirrels, I feel like a lot of people don't know. Maybe I'll do an episode on squirrels. But I feel like a lot of people don't know that squirrels are carnivorous. Squirrels are not fun, y'all. Squirrels can be quite quite aggressive so yeah they can eat young birds too watch out for those squirrels now beyond the predators they live about three to five years in the wild about 13 to 15 years in captivity i think it is illegal to have them as a pet i think the act was put in place in 1983 from what i remember you cannot have a cardinal as a pet as a pet it is illegal but it's set in captivity so i guess if it's used for research or if they're used in a case where they're being rehabilitated then they could live a lot longer or in the past maybe those numbers are based off the past but don't go get a cardinal from outside y'all leave them where they are that is a lifespan three to five years although some have been said to live longer they are of least concern conservation wise they reproduce pretty well they're well known around the east coast and the west um they're not a bird that you don't uncommonly see but they do have a threat of habitat loss the main thing they do stay near suburbs and suburban area and guess what y'all houses are being put up quickly so when houses are being put up trees are being knocked down so areas are being cleared trees are being knocked down being that they season fruit if something happens to their food supply they cannot survive they have to go somewhere else but that being said because they reproduce pretty well and they're well-known birds it's not a huge concern but just keep that in mind and we have come to the end the fun facts i have four of them for you today i guess one i kind of already said but i got four fun facts today the first one is which some of you may have already known this i should have this as a question on the page it is the state bird of seven states if you are north carolina you should know this because it is the state bird for north carolina But also, it is the state bird for Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana. I don't know out of all the birds in the world, all the birds in the U.S., how so many of the states got the same bird. But maybe it's a unique story behind that. I have to look it up of why, why the state bird, this bird is the state bird for seven states. But yeah, like I said, if you're a resident in any of those states, you should know at least your state bird. Number two. I did mention before the male cardinal is very very territorial so they will fight its reflection in glass surfaces and mirrors or anything anything of the sort but it can spend hours fighting this imaginary intruder so if you ever see a bird that keeps hitting the glass well specifically a cardinal that keeps hitting the glass it's because they're going toe to toe they're going toe to toe with their imaginary bird they will be occupied for a while so that bird I guess until they get tired of like bumping you have this territory number three Only a few female North American songbirds can actually sing, but the female Northern Cardinal does and usually sings while sitting on their nest, which it's like singing a lullaby to your kids, you know, as they're growing. Um, This also gives the male information about where to bring, when to bring food to the nest. So maybe she's singing like, I'm hungry. You need to hurry up and come home. I'm hungry. Like something like that. But... Either way, also a mated pair can share song phrases, but the female can sing longer and more complex songs than the male. Don't know if it has anything to do with the brains or is there a reason behind that? But yeah, the female northern cardinal can sing. Unlike a lot of songbirds. And this is the last one of the day. A group of cardinals is called a deck or a college which I just thought was a weird name to call a group of birds, but a deck or a cardinal, uh, a deck or a college. Now there is like eight other names that you can call a group of cardinals. Y'all can go look that up. If you're interested and use any of them, I thought the coolest one was a deck in college. So that's the one I'm presenting to you. But yeah, either way, that's all the facts I have about the Northern Cardinal today. For all my bird watchers out there, go get your, um, binoculars and get outside the spring and summer and go find your cardinal. And if you're not a bird watcher, I don't know. Now you learn something about a bird. So now you know something to show off to your friends. If you ever had a park on a date or whatever the case may be like, Oh, that's a cardinal. This, this, that, and third. I just gave you cool points. You're welcome. Either way. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of the wildlife wonders podcast. You can find this episode and many of the other episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, or wherever you find your podcast. But like always, very much appreciate it. And I'll see you next week. Bye!